Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for the 50-plus generation, helping America's baby boomer live a life that matters. Your host is Dr. Dan Critchett, and the show is all about guests and topics that relate to the real-life challenges and opportunities of people in the second half of life. Today's show is brought to you by Second Half Network, providing resources and connections that are designed to educate, equip, and inspire. If you want to live a life that matters, Dr. Dan and his guests are in the studio and ready to begin today's discussion. Let's listen in. Hey, I want to welcome you to Second Half Now. This is, in fact, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. We usually uh, tag that as the 50-plus generation, even though the boomers, actually the youngest of us now is 52, and the oldest of us is turning 60 or 70 this year. And my guest is a boomer. He's nodding. He says, yes, I'm one of them. I'm going to introduce him pretty soon. But on this show, we discuss the things that matter to us in this second half of life, this 50-plus generation. I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, and uh, when I look around our world, I see a whole lot of hurt. People that are really struggling with all manner of uh, personal and family issues and problems. And all around us, there are people who are looking for help and hope. And I'm sure that you see them too. Uh, gosh, in fact, I don't even, don't even want to go through the list uh, because we could be here half a day. But when people are looking for help and hope, some turn to churches in their community, but actually most don't. Uh, I'm a pastor and have been for many years and uh, we, we haven't had um, the proportionate number of people coming to our church for, for hope and for help. There's also government programs that can help, and uh, oftentimes the funds are limited in terms of who and how they can serve, and they can't help with anything from a faith-based perspective. So I want to ask you this. What if there was an organization that could offer real help and hope on a broad scale from a Christian perspective, an organization that is already in thousands of communities across the U.S. serving actually millions of people, an organization that is probably known already by every American adult, an organization that now has as its national mission a commitment to offer Christian and biblical programs and resources to serve their communities. Well, what if there was an organization like that? And what if the director of that national effort was able to talk to us on Second Half Now? Well, you know, I wouldn't ask those questions unless I was going to say, well, guess what? There is such an organization, and that person, that national director, is right here in the studio with me. So the organization is the YMCA. Uh, which uh, we you know, don't ever use the full name. It's the Young Men's Christian Association. And the director of that national mission is Larry Whittlesey. We're going to introduce him in just a moment, but he is right here in the studio with me. And uh, Larry, I just want to say thank you so much for being here with us at Second Half Now, and welcome to us. Thank you so much, Dan. Good to be with you, and uh, always good to see your smiling face. Uh, there you go. Likewise. Larry and I have known each other for a couple of years or so, met through um, various meetings, I think uh, probably initially uh, Christian Chamber of Commerce, maybe, and uh, we've been in other meetings and have been engaged in other projects together. The uh, title for today, and I always assign a title based on the content and the, uh, the guest, the title today is YMCA Making a Difference Across America. So Larry's going to uh, help deal with that issue and help us learn about this great mission emphasis 
and why this well-known, uh, highly regarded organization is doing what it's doing and how it's doing what it's doing. I can get lost in a bunch of words there. I'm going to resist <laughs> <laughs> how it's doing what it's doing. But listen, before I introduce Larry and have him tell a bit more, um, I want to remind everybody that uh, on Second F Now, we are determined to focus on five core topics. And as I list them, you'll realize that there's not much that goes on in our life that doesn't fit into one of those categories. And so those five core topics are, number one, home and family, number two, health and wellness, number three, budget and finances, number four, heart and soul, and number five, work and purpose. And we do all of that to help the boomer get engaged and live a life that is purposeful, that is passionate, that is meaningful, a life that counts, a life that makes a difference. So today we want to say that the uh, the Y has programs and resources to help in all of those areas. We're going to little, learn a little bit more about that as we learn from Larry Whittlesey, the national director of this national mission and this uh, putting the C back in the Young Men's Christian Organization. So let's get into it, Larry. I want to um, have our uh, listeners uh, hear a little bit about you. And um, uh, in fact, let's let's start with the background on the why and about this initiative, and then we'll hear about you. What about this thing about putting the C back into the YMCA? Well, as, as a lot of people don't know that the YMCA actually started as a prayer meeting in 1844 in London, England. George Williams was a young guy who had come from the farms, and during the start of the Industrial Revolution, he was joined by lots of other young men coming in for the very first time to work outside of the family farm. And they were working in a drapery factory right by St. Paul's Cathedral in London. Mm -hmm. And he saw that in the evenings they would work their 12-hour shifts, but in the evenings there was nothing for young men to do in the big city except for things that perhaps were not good for them to do spiritually, morally, physically. Mm. It was drinking and smoking and girls and other things. And and being a devout uh, Christian himself, he felt like there had to be an alternative. So he and, and 11 of his friends gathered together in, in all things, an upper room yeah. and above the drapery factory, and they started a prayer meeting. No, wait, wait a minute. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Well, he and 11, that makes 12 of them uh, yes. in the upper room. Okay, in, okay. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, sounds very familiar, doesn't <laughs> it? It does, yes. Uh, and, and from that uh, local <laughs> prayer meeting, uh, just it continued to grow. Other factories wanted to add things like that. And so over the last 170-plus years, the YMCA has become an organization that has been involved in, uh, with the culture and changed and done different things to meet different needs mostly revolving around kind of their three core principles of spirit, mind, and body. Mm -hmm. And that's been their focus for 170 years. And it's taken different forms, but uh, that's where the why has always been. Wow. And that founding date, again, goes back to... 1844. 1844. Wow. And it's been in the States since 1850-something in different places around the country. Here in Oregon, uh, it's been around for about 160 years. Wow. Excellent. Yeah. So what a, what a project. And the fact that anything that starts that long ago is still going and thriving and is still making a difference, uh, that's that's pretty amazing. Well, the Y is the largest nonprofit in the country. It is. Okay. Uh, they have uh, uh, 2,700 branches around the country mm-hmm. serving 10,000 different communities. Yeah. Uh, they have 25 million members or so, and every day another 25 million people or so walk through their doors. So yeah. there is no shortage of impact in communities all around the country. 
And as I said, through the years, the organization has evolved and changed. That's where basketball started, volleyball started, racquetball started. It led to the beginning of Boy Scouts, to the USO. I mean, you name the organizations, whether it was a, a war relief effort or a hunger relief effort during the Depression, or it was a youth sports or, or ed, the exercise phase that came in in the 60s and 70s and it's kind of dominated the culture. Mm-hmm of the why for the last 30 or 40 years. It has always been an organization that has looked at their community and said, what could we do to meet some needs of the spirit, mind, and body? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And uh, I would imagine that at the YMCA, and in fact, somebody asked me a, a question uh, before uh, before uh, today when, when they knew we were going to be on the air. Uh, they said, well, whatever happened to the YWCA? I don't want to get into that, but my question really is, if you were to go to a YMCA today, I imagine that you would find women and families and kids and adults and old and age and everybody. Yeah, it's, every, it's all yeah. across the board. Uh, they started letting uh, others, uh, women in, and mm-hmm. I think in the 1960s or 70s. Uh, they began to, every race, every creed, every age, if you go to a typical Y today, You'll find kids in a, in, a, in a playroom playing. You'll find teenagers working out or perhaps in a youth sports center yeah. or, or a teen center. You'll see senior citizens doing exercise. You'll see all kinds of classes going on. And so uh, the, the opportunity that we've had to bring back to the Y in the last few years is to help them re- to remind them that there's part of our heritage and history that we want to preserve, and that is that Christian emphasis, mm-hmm. that Christian mission. And that's the part that I'm excited to be a part of a- and these days. And that's what I want to talk with you about as we go through our dialogue here about um, how those um, programs and resources are available, what kinds of things. Uh, so I'll be bringing that up in a little bit. But first of all, Larry, uh, and I know enough about you to know how— um, how how do I say how well qualified you are? You're the perfect pick uh, in my mind for this position. But for our listeners, tell us a little bit about what it is that uh, that has prepared you for this role. Well, I it, uh, as you know, Dan, I was a youth pastor coming up, I was raised in a Christian home, was youth pastor for 11 years where I was known as Crazy Larry, which meant that <laughs> I was the guy who would do anything at least once. Yeah. Uh, but as a youth pastor, I noticed right away, even then, that I was never just content to have my own youth group. I always mm-hmm. wanted to have 10 other youth groups join us and do something bigger and splashier. Oh, okay, and, yeah, and so yeah. after graduating from yeah. seminary and starting a church, I kind of quickly became the guy in town wherever I was that said, you know, our church is really cool, but let's, wouldn't it be better if we connected other churches and did things collaboratively? And so I've always led ministry networks or collaborative mm-hmm. efforts and led me to some great opportunities in my ministry, first in Eugene as, as a volunteer working with Promise Keepers and bringing them into our local area as the local event manager and bringing together 2,000 volunteers and bringing 40,000 guys together at Austin Stadium a couple of times on the side of, of planting a church and, and being a part of a church. Uh, and that led eventually to some full-time work with Promise Keepers, doing that across the country and building these collaborative efforts. And so that did kind of prepare me. When, they, when this opportunity came up, the folks who were looking for someone for this national director job were looking for someone who understood the church world. And obviously at that time I'd been in ministry for almost 35 years. They were looking for someone who was a networker by trait, mm-hmm. and they were looking for someone who knew how to put on an event or a larger event. And I had done about 95 of those Promise Keepers events across the country. And so perhaps I am uniquely qualified to find someone who had those three combinations oh, absolutely. in themselves. And so when the opportunity came to me, 
Uh, I, I, I was excited when I first heard about it. My, I, my honest response is my, I had never been in a YMCA in my entire life till oh. two and a half years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. I knew nothing but the song. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> when I was recruited to, for this position, my first response was, why would I want to work for the YMCA? Yeah. That's before I knew about the history yeah. and the heritage of the Y and the prayer meeting and the incredible things it did through so many years. And the movement that hired me, the group of uh, CEOs that hired me, wanted to revive that movement, wanted to bring that back mm. to the forefront of this incredible organization that does so much good in our community. Wow. So they look at the profiles of all the candidates, I would imagine. I'm just picturing this in the boardroom. They're looking at all these profiles, and they look at yours, and they say, uh, "Let's. Uh, th this is our guy. Let's not even think about these other ones. I'm just making that up, but... <laughs> I don't know what to say except that yeah. uh, it, it was pretty obvious pretty soon that what they were looking for was exactly what I was, yeah. and other people knew that before I did. Yeah, yeah, okay, good. I like that. So uh, tell me, Larry, now you've been at this position for how long? About two and a half years. So did this uh, emphasis, this national C in the YMCA mission start before you, or was it kind of along with you. They introduced you, and they said, this is what we're going to do. Yeah, there, there is a story behind that. Obviously, the, the Christian movement within the Y kind of faded in the 70s and 80s and 90s right, right. as the fitness craze and the business yep. model changed right. in the Y. And the local Y started, started focusing on diabetes education and weight loss and some of those kinds of things, senior care, senior physical fitness, uh, swimming lessons, always been a big part of the Y. Yeah. Uh, and so that model kind of changed a little over those years. But starting in about 1999, a group of, of young and upcoming uh, C, CEOs and COOs and branch executives in the Y started coming together and saying, you know, folks, we need to do something to broaden the Christian, to make that part of the central part of what the Y is. Mm -hmm. And so they started meeting together and communicating together. Once a year, they, they started holding a conference called the John 1721 Conference mm -hmm. because that's the founding verse of the Y, that okay. they may be one. Yeah. Uh, and that grew and, and kind of faded. It was a once-a-year thing, and, and there was really no cohesiveness. A grassroots effort came out of that from about 2005 to about 2011. Of a few people across the Y gathering together once a year in New York, in Silver Bay, New York, to just kind of keep talking about that. What could happen if we created this network? Finally, in, in 2012, actually Bob Hall here in Portland at the Y connected with 13 others of his CEOs around the country mm -hmm. and said, guys, if this is going to happen, we need to make it happen. It's not going to come out of the, the corporate headquarters. Sure. They're so right. involved in so many things. Right. Why don't we go together, pool some dollars together, write a grant together, and let's hire a national director to go mm. around and fan the flame and, and unite this collaborative effort mm. around the country. So we created this thing called the U.S. Mission Network. And our, our statement makes it very clear who we are. We are here to preserve, nurture, and advance the Christian heritage and purpose of the YMCA across America. So it launched, they, did, uh, they got the grant in September of 2013. Uh, they did a nationwide search. Several of my friends from around the country saw that job on a job board when I was transitioning out of a church here locally and said, Larry, I don't know who wrote this job description, but it has your picture on it and mm -hmm. you need to apply. Mm -hmm. And my reaction was not real positive at first, yeah. but when I did and I learned what they wanted to get done, 
uh, it became really obvious that this was a call and it was something I could do for the kingdom. Wow. So what exactly, maybe in generic terms, because uh, we'll get into some of the specifics, what is it that you would like to accomplish, you personally? I mean, I, I know you, you buy into the mission and the organization and everything, but what, it is it, what is it that you want to see happen over the next few years as you work in this? Well, the Y does so many good things. As I said, diabetes education and, and mm-hmm. swimming lessons for kids and, and all opportunities for physical fitness. And they mm-hmm. do service projects to the community. There's so many good things. What we want to do is to make sure that they don't neglect that part of what the Y has classically been, mm-hmm. been centered around, spirit, mind, and body. We yeah. want to bring that spirit part okay. back into the life of the Y mm-hmm. as a very normal expression so that when you walk in, you know that this is a place where your spirit can be ministered yeah. to. Yeah, and it's uh, offered. It's uh, not required. It's not mandated. It's there, and it's uh, more public or at least more visible and tangible so right. they can make their own choices. That's right. So I want to ask you, Larry, uh, right after our break, why is this important to you personally? Don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Life changes have happened and it's time to sell your house. That can be a difficult process when you've lived there for decades, especially under tragic circumstances like losing a spouse. 24-7 Properties takes the time to go over the details of your unique situation and understand your needs. We do what we can to maximize the value of your home. Learn online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 247 Properties. Call me today and let's have a conversation about selling your house. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030, And we're back, and I want to say a big thank you not only to our guest in studio, Larry Whittlesey with the YMCA, and we'll uh, talk with him 
some more in just a moment, but I also want to uh, give a big thanks to those who make these shows possible. In addition to the uh, business people that you just heard about, I want to also mention Hearthstone Senior Living, Transformational Finance, Dan the Mortgage Man with Caliber Home Loans, uh, Portland City Acupuncture, The Next Phase Coaching with Eric Howard and Dr. Dan Miller, Beaverton Chiropractic. And so we're going to get right back into it. Larry, uh, uh, we took a break right when I was uh, posing the question. Uh, all this stuff is just, uh, to me, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's encouraging and exciting. I'm just uh, so happy that all this stuff is going on. And, you know, we have my little community here, and so sometimes good things happen, and I don't know where the I think the closest why to me actually is either Vancouver or Beaverton, which is not real handy. But all this stuff that's going on, what does it mean to you? I know you have a ministry background, a lot of organizational things, but now you're doing this national uh, emphasis, this mission emphasis with the why. What does it mean to you personally? I think the best way to explain it is, uh, Dan, I really do believe people carry around every day this kind of bag of life. Mm. And if you ask them how they're doing, they're going to say, I'm fine, I'm great. You might get a, a, a deep comment like, well, it's not the best day. Yeah. But the reality is just below the surface, there's stuff going on yeah. in almost everybody's life. I've been in ministry long enough to know that it, it doesn't take long to get to where that stuff is. Right. Well, the YMCA... I believe, is uniquely located from any organization within a community between the faith community and the secular community. And people that will not go to a faith community mm -hmm. to get some answers for those things in life, divorce, raising kids, uh, addictions, uh, heartache, grief, they won't go. But they'll walk through the door of a why because the why is neutral. The why is safe. Right. And so for me, this offers us an opportunity to touch people's lives who may never darken the door of a church. You know, mm -hmm. when I was a pastor, and you were a pastor, so you know this, every pastor does two things. You try to get them in the door, and, you, and, and you're grateful that they do, but to get them there, you do you know, potlucks and worship services and Sunday school classes and concerts, and you do all this stuff to get them in the door. But every pastor in the world will tell you the harder job is, how do you get them to go outside the door and actually live out that faith day by day? Well, one of the reasons I was attracted to this, why it's important to me is, I don't have to figure out how to get them to come in the door of the why. They're coming in by the millions every day. And if as a faith-based, faith-founded organization, they're walking in the door, yeah. then my job is what can I do to not just help them get physically fit when they go to the treadmill, but what about that thing that's over their shoulder that they're dealing with, their yeah. struggle at the job or their, their problems with the kids? Yeah. You know, what is it? How can we help answer some of those questions? And that's exciting to me to have an opportunity to help wise see that opportunity yeah. to touch people's lives. Wow, that's exciting. And I'm just thinking about all the different ways that uh, what you're doing as it ripples out across the country and all these different uh, centers and camps and everything else. Uh, a big him impact, and that's why I titled this show, uh, where the title go, uh, uh, YMCA Making a Difference Across America. So uh, we're kind of winding down on this side, on part one. We're going to uh, uh, tease over to our podcast on part two, which will be available uh, on our website. But what are some of the ways that uh, these 2,700 centers and camps are actually incorporating this Christian re-emphasis maybe into their work and into their programs? 
Well, on a general basis, what we try to say, how, how can a why do this? We say a why that truly wants to live out their Christian heritage and mm-hmm. purpose has to do three things. They have to find ways to provide spiritual care for their members and staff. They're walking through the door. They've got the bag of life over their shoulder. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to be a Christian-based organization, we need to find ways to meet some of those spiritual ways, yes, th- needs. Right. We also need to find ways to help people live out that Christian faith in meaningful service to their community. And so it's caring and it's serving. And then we need to find ways to equip people to deal with that bag of life, whatever that may look like. And so wise across country are doing all sorts of different things. There's obviously church plants in a Y. Right now there's 1,400 churches that actually meet in a Y building. Really? And many of those are actually real partners with the Y. So they're serving that community okay. that comes to the Y, and they're finding ways to provide spiritual care for yeah. them. But Ys, you know, besides Bible studies, it's kind of the normal things. We believe it's things like grief share classes. It's financial peace university classes. It's, it's parenting classes, marriage communication. Lots of Ys have this thing called Silver Sneakers, which is a senior exercise program. And and many of those folks have already lost their spouse. Mm-hmm. So why not partner with a local church and bring someone in to lead a grief share class right oh, after perfect. they have their exercise class? Perfect. So those are the kinds of things that yep. WISE are doing to serve their community. We're going to hear more about those on the other side. But before we go, I want to make sure that anybody listening in any area, uh, any geographical area, um, how would they find out about a Y near them or an association or somewhere you know, in their area? Well, any Google to YMCA uh, okay. on Google will find there's the locations everywhere. You'll go okay. right to the YUSA website, and the YUSA website has a tab for locations near you. Okay. So you can find a Y that way. Whether or not they're doing the Christian mission stuff as we continue yeah. to expand this, that's, that's right. you know, I can't tell you that off the hand, right. but I can tell you that many, many Ys are jumping on board this opportunity to do that. Right. Well, that's good. In fact, yeah, Google knows everything. So you can go uh, uh, YMCA Portland or YMCA Indianapolis or YMCA Kansas City, and boom, you're right there. Any, any city, you'll okay. be able to find it. So you can find out what they're doing, kind of check it out. Would it be appropriate for somebody to uh, go to that Y and ask if they have any Christian-based uh, programming or sure. anything? Okay. And many times their own local websites will actually have that. If you okay. go on their websites, they'll talk about who they are, okay. what their mission is, and many of them have some information about what Christian emphasis they may be doing in their Y. Okay, good. Any, uh, we're down to the last minute here. Any last thing you want to uh, say to our listeners? We, we do have a whole other segment that we'll do uh, online, but uh, which will be available on our website. But uh, final well, word. They might be encouraged to know that this movement that I'm having the privilege to lead, travel around the country, fan this flame, we're working on five major things that might encourage people. We're working on developing a culture of prayer back within the Y. We're developing church partnerships between Ys and the community, developing Christian mission positions in Ys, so they have chaplains and others who are actually serving that position. And we're working on leadership development, helping people to know how to handle, again, the things of life from a Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. Those are things that we're trying to emphasize across the country, and it's a great thing to be a part of. Wow, that's great. Larry, and I'm so glad that you're here today. We have a, a whole other half hour to talk, but I want to be a part of what you're doing. I want to know what you're doing. I want to be on the mailing list, newsletter, whatever else, and I hope our listeners will too. So today we're talking about YMCA, making a difference across America, and I want to thank you for listening today. This is Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. That's thus the 50-plus crowd. And we say tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. So if you want to get engaged, want to learn more, go to ymca.what? 
Org. <laughs> I'm Dr. Dan Critchie, your host. Let's continue our conversation with Larry Whittlesey with the YMCA on part two. Go to our website, secondhalfnow.com, and go to the radio archives. You'll find us right there. You'll see you there. And I'm welcoming you to part two of our show with the title, YMCA, Making a Difference Across America. I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, and we are continuing our conversation. I'm here in studio with Larry Whittlesey, and uh, you want to hear more about his background and this whole project. If you haven't heard uh, part one, you want to go back and listen to that and get some context. But we're going to pick up where we left off. Larry is in studio with us today, and we are talking about this uh, national emphasis, this mission emphasis of putting the C back into the YMC. A. Do you ever do that on your letterhood? Make the C bigger than the rest of the letters? Actually, some of our videos we have done that, or we've had the C pop out yeah, so yeah. that people can see that that's what we're about. Yeah, excellent. Well, I want to thank you again, Larry, for being here. I'm just so blessed by everything that you've shared so far, and I'm anxious to continue. And when we uh, left uh, from part one, we were talking about some of the specific um, Christian-based things or biblically-based things that can be done and things that are being done in the uh, centers and clubs uh, or camps uh, across the country. So you had listed some. Let's pick up there and tell us some more about what this mission emphasis, how it's actually uh, taking root and having an impact in those communities. Well, as I travel around the, the country, one of the things we try to challenge wise with is the opportunity to open their doors and use their facilities uh, to partner with others in the community to bring those kinds of things to the forefront of their membership and in their community. Well, the Y is, is great at the physical fitness stuff and swim lessons and all that stuff. We often don't have the staff to do some of those other things. Mm. But if we would partner with them, we could bring them and the Y could be that neutral place. So perhaps a story would illustrate it best. Uh, on a trip I was making up to um, Minnesota, I was at a Y that had a group of people that were from a church that met at that Y. They were in a meeting along with about 15 members of the staff. And the person who was running the meeting, I think it was the CEO of the, of the branch, was just having everybody go around the table, as you often do, and introduce yourselves and say something funny, you know, or something about you that we didn't know. And the first guy was 65 or so, and he just said he was a member of the church, evidently elder, and, and many of these people didn't know them. The staff members didn't know him. And, and he said something about you. This is in Minneapolis. He said something people don't know about me is that I'm a, that I'm a Chicago Bears fan. And that was like fighting words in that room. And <laughs> then somebody else talked about yeah. the trip to Disneyland and someone else about their grandkids. And they got about halfway around the room when there was this young lady, about 32 or 33, and it seemed like everybody in this room knew her. The staff knew her and the church knew her. Her name was Mallory. And the reason everybody knew her is that she was the person on Sunday mornings who opened up the building and stayed there while the church was there. Mm -hmm. So all the church people knew her well, and obviously the staff knew her. And she said, but something I don't think anybody knows, and she had two little boys in a glass window right behind me waving at her. She said, something I don't think anybody in this room knows is that I'm going through a really, really ugly divorce. Mm. And you could have sucked the air out of the room. It got deathly quiet. Nobody in the room knew that. She was this outgoing, blonde, perky mm -hmm. girl, and nobody knew that. And she started to tear up, and her friend sitting next to her says, um, you know, are you okay? And she said, I'm okay. I'm going through this really good Christian-based divorce recovery class. And if it wasn't for that, I, I would just be a basket case. Mm. And her friend says, well, that's good. When do you meet? She says, well, we meet on Thursday nights. She says, well, is it a good-sized class? And she said, actually, no, it's, it's a pretty small class. There's like four of us ladies. And her friend said, 
why do you think it's so small? And I couldn't have paid Mallory to give a better answer. Mm -hmm. She said, I think it's because we meet at my church. And I about fell off my chair. And I said, wait a minute, folks, let's think about what Mallory just said. What if we took that exact same class, those same materials taught by the same person on the same night of the week at seven o'clock, but instead of at the church, what if we put it, oh, I don't know, how about right here in yeah. this room in the Y? As an example. And, and, and what <laughs> if you as a Y staff knew that on Thursday nights at seven o'clock, besides our swim lessons and our Zumba class and whatever else may be going on, we have this Christian-based divorce recovery class. Do you think in an average week you might rub shoulders in the Y with someone who's also walking through yeah. divorce and is hurting inside but will never walk through the door of a church yeah. to get help, will never go to a counselor, but could, would easily come here to the Y? And I told them you have a sign out front where everybody drives by every day and you're kind of the hub of this little community. What if every once in a while you put on the sign, Thursday night, 7 o'clock, divorce recovery class. Do you think anybody in this little community of 25,000 around you that are driving by that sign twice a day, you think anybody out there is going through divorce? And yet they would never go to a church to a divorce recovery class. But if it was at the YMCA, they might actually walk through the door and go to that class and get some help. Right. And when they were in the Y, they might look around and go, oh, hey, they have basketball for my kids. Yeah. I could come work out here. My, my, my husband could come. Play basketball. You know, there's all kinds of things. And so those are the kinds of things that we believe a why can partner in the community to meet real life needs in people's lives in a way that the church will never be able to do and even the secular world can't do. We can bring faith, in essence, to the marketplace to where people are really living and, and, and have this neutral spot where that kind of thing can go on. That is powerful. And I think I see the dichotomy. I mean, those people are not going to go to the church. And then if they want to go to a LA Fitness or a 24-hour or whatever, they're not going to have that kind of programming. Right. So the Y is the ideal place to bring the two together. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, it's perfect. It makes perfect sense with who the Y is and what they were created to do. Wow. Man, my, my mind is going crazy with all kinds of ideas. Oh, uh, there's a million ideas that oh, you could do. Just finding uh, yeah. a way to, to meet yeah. people's needs. Yeah. Wow. Uh, let's cover a couple more, a few more, maybe uh, about the kinds of things. I want people to be thinking about uh, what the Y might be doing right in their community already that they could either uh, participate in or bring others to or have a go-to place. If you know somebody that has that kind of a need, you can be a connecting point and bring a person or invite them or, uh, or let them know about it. Uh, what other kinds of things um, can we anticipate that could be available there's so many different things uh, obviously there's lots of addiction classes out there and those yeah. can go on and why locally here i think one of the things that excites me we have a local Y in vancouver that partners with the church that meets there called rhapsody church i give them credit mm -hmm. and together they work together in the summertime to feed all these kids in this apartment complex that's right next door to the Y that often go without food in the mm -hmm. summertime yeah. so every day in the summertime the church and the Y get together and they they feed these kids they entertain them it's a wonderful way Way to live out their faith in a very practical way that makes a difference. And there's things like that that go on everywhere. Um, there's all kinds of, uh, of, of opportunities to send kids to camp. Uh, our camp here in, in the Portland area, for instance, has a chaplain on site at the camp. And so it's an opportunity in a very safe way to let the kids go and have that experience. And they can 
have their kids go there. Um, again, there's a, a zillion kinds of classes and life need issues that, that they could get involved in. If they can think of a need, if there's, a, if there's a, a service that needs to be done, one of the things that the Y in general does is a thing called Togetherhood. And that's a, it's a member-led service project where they find something in the community and we think that's a perfect way for the faith base to get connected. Mm-hmm. Why not take yeah. our faith, if we're part of a why, get some other folks who are part of that why, and let's go out and, and paint a building for a, for a ministry or, or you know, collect clothes for a, for a, a, a clothing closet or, or do a food drive for the food bank. Find mm-hmm. ways to take our faith and put it in action. And that's what's going on in Wise around the country. Well, I like that. I want to say a word to pastors and ministry leaders uh, if you haven't thought of it before, you may want to go visit either the chaplain or the one of the uh, staff at your local YMCA and ask the question, how can we partner together? I love the idea of this off-site venue where you can actually bring your program as a pastor and as a, as a ministry leader, bring it to a Y, and then you have the best of both worlds. You've got traffic, you know, you've got publicity, you have um, visibility, and yet it's the uh, you maintain your own uh, your own programming without compromise. Without compromise. That's, yeah. That's kind of the thing. I think the wise are trying to learn that too, and churches need to learn that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're part of a large faith community. The the wise should be a part of that community. They should be able to pull people mm-hmm. in and say, hey, you know what? You can do something that we don't do, or we can send our members or people who come through our door toward your program. It doesn't yeah. have to be at the Y. Yeah. Maybe you're doing this incredible program that we can advertise with you and, and partner with you in those kinds of things, like like the uh, prayer breakfast or something. The why can mm-hmm. be a part of that. We could send people to a prayer breakfast. We don't have to host it. We don't have to be in charge of it, but the why can help promote it and be a part of it and be part of the program and help that happen. Those are the kinds of things that I think makes perfect sense for this organization that's in the middle mm. between the faith community and the secular community. Yeah, I'm hoping that our listeners get some ideas and a little bit of motivation to uh, go to the website, pick up the phone, make a contact with the Y, and see what we can do together. Because we're all about, I mean, churches and pastors, ministry leaders, we're all about uh, about the mission already about making Christ known in the community in ways that make a difference in real life. Uh, but you don't have to be a pastor or a ministry leader or on staff. If you are, if you have a connection with a local church, maybe you're a, a faithful attender or maybe you're involved there, but pick up this as a way to, uh, to expand and to broaden uh, the, you know, the, what you actually can do and where you can do it. I like that a lot, Larry. So uh, I'd like to ask, um, and before we run out of time, i got so much I want to hear you talk about, and we'll have to have you come back another time. But um, what are some specific uh, situations where uh, people where these programs and resources have made a difference? Uh, besides the one you told about with the divorce recovery, can you think of a couple of others that you can share with us, maybe some different kind of uh, help program in a, in a local Y? Um, I, I guess the thing that comes to mind, Indianapolis is a story that is kind of exciting. It's a, it's a large Y, one of the top 10 Ys in the country, and, and they have, I don't know how many locations, 15 locations or whatever. And one of the things that they're doing right now, about three years ago, uh, they hired their first chaplain. And the purpose of that chaplain was to help kind of lift up this mission across their association. 
One of the things that they're doing is they're bringing church plants now into their YMCA. And so they're working with, they're, they're actually recruiting churches to come in to serve the community in that way. And I think that's kind of exciting to me to think about that here's a Y that's purposely going out trying to plant churches. Yeah, wow. I mean, they're not running the churches. They're bringing people in, but they're, mm-hmm. they're vetting them and making sure they're not some kind of cult or something. But they're trying to bring that spiritual life and give them a place basically rent-free to be able to start a facility. Now, having started a church myself, i got to tell you, that's a great service to the community. Oh, no kidding. And these young church planter guys who are coming in the town are all very enthusiastic and very energetic and, and reaching more people than, than, than they, you know, they could by themselves. And so I think that's a great opportunity mm-hmm. for a Y to make a difference in a community. Um, uh, other specific stories. I'm trying to think of what, what I could share with the amount of time we have. Um, the, there was a, a Y recently in Fort Wayne, Indiana, that that realized that there was the need for kind of a community block party. And they became a part of a coalition of about 50 different organizations. And, and the block party was a faith-based block party for the community, kind of a, a say, let's lift up the cause of Christ in our community. And it was not held at the Y, but they helped organize this effort and 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 to pull people together from all across the community so that the name of Christ could be lifted up in the community mm-hmm. as a whole. Really exciting to see. They had music and kids' toys and bounce houses and concerts and, and they had a couple speakers. And and I think that's a great opportunity that the Y met a need in that community. They were going through a tough time in the community with the economy and all the things that happened. It gave that community a, a lift that really needed a lift. Yeah. The distinction of the YMCA, uh, there is a different approach to resolution or solving things or providing help and hope with the C. So help us understand the difference uh, between a Christian approach or program or resource and a uh, a secular one, uh, you know, one that just doesn't include any faith-based kind of things. What are the distinctive differences that our audience could appreciate? Well, I think that, the, again, the YMCA does both of those things. They do mm-hmm. both a faith-based and a non-faith-based thing. Right. So we have a thing called Hop the Gap in the YMCA, which is an educational uh, tutoring thing for kids to try to bring reading levels up to scale. That's a great educational, non-faith-based opportunity. Uh, but there's, but I think a faith-based opportunity addresses those issues of the heart. If you want to help someone with their parenting skills from a secular point of view, you give them some strategies and some theory. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing it from a faith-based view, you're also bringing in the person's relationship with God and what their role is as a parent and, and their impact into their lives mm-hmm. or their children. So you're bringing both of those into the case. Right. And I think the why can do that. And it sounds also like I know in, in ministry in church that there's something about the support of the congregation or of the church family. And so in a why, uh, maybe it's not too much to imagine that that could happen with other Christian people in those same programs. In other words, it's not just information or five steps to this. It is that thing that deals with the deep inside, the void inside, the spiritual uh, void that God has created us with and fills only with himself. But then there's also that fellowship and that support of other Christian people. Has that happened in the wise? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the need for community is across the board. Right. I mean, people need community, and that's what a lot of people find when they go to church. Right. But what about all those people who don't go to church? 
who haven't don't have that personal relationship with God right. and are just going to the gym to get on a treadmill, they still need community. Right. And they need a faith-based community. And the why, again, that that's the unique thing the why can do. They can provide something that the rest of the secular world really can't provide. It can, it can provide a fellowship, a true fellowship. That's words actually used fairly often in the why, fellowship. Hmm. I don't think it means quite the same thing to some people as we think it means, right. but, but the concept is true. People need community. Yeah. And in these supportive groups, we can offer that. I heard once that fellowship is more than one fellow in a ship. So you're kind of in the same boat together. <laughs> in the same boat together, hopefully yeah. on the same page together, doing the same thing. That's right. And it doesn't have to be fellows. It can be gals, too. Yes, it can. Yes. So um, most of the people that hear our show are boomers. They're in the second half. And uh, speak to this a little bit about how the why and its local programming, Christian or otherwise, can can help us, uh, you know, in our second half here and then help our kids, maybe our adult kids or kids that are still at home, perhaps, and our grandkids. How can, particularly the mission that you are about, how can how can the Y serve us and our extended families? And we'll get Larry's answer right after the break, so don't go away. Do you have an elderly parent that is becoming isolated, not eating well, feeling depressed or fearful of losing independence? Do you know your options? Need peace of mind or know what is best for yourself or others during their golden years of life? At no cost to you or your family, Golden Placement Services can give you hope in the midst of great change. Even if it means staying at home is the right option. Call the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. Interest rates are still down, and that means the time to buy is right now. Let 24-7 Properties help you find the right house for your current needs. Jeff and his team, they take the time to get to know you and your unique situation to find the home that's just right for you. Search for available homes online at 247prop.com. I'm Jeff Edmondson, founder of 24-7 Properties. Call me today and let's talk about the type of property you are interested in purchasing. No obligation, no cost. Let's find out what's right for you. Call me, 503-780-3030. 
are back. Happy to welcome you back to the uh, final part of uh, part two here with uh, Larry Whittlesey from the YMCA, the national, uh, what's it called? The U- Mission? U.S. Mission Network. There you dot go. .org. U.S. Mission Network dot org, which is different from YMCA.org. Right. We're, we're kind of a, a standalone side of organization. We're all okay. Y employees. Uh, we only work with the YMCA's. But we felt like being separate was actually a good thing. It helps us to be mm-hmm. kind of that outside voice mm-hmm. to try to bring the mission of the Y back to the, the center of what the Y does. And I imagine you can focus more on what you really want to do without having the uh, oversight and the management and control of uh, the, the larger aspects of the organization that may not be quite as receptive as you would like to be in stepping out there. Yeah, the, the, the Y is a huge organization. They yeah. do lots of different things. And so we don't want to get involved in what happens at the pool or even what happens at the camps or the, the diabetes education. That's yeah. not us. Right. But we want, to, we want to bring that focus on the spiritual things that we think the Y can do. Right. Before we get further along, I want to give a big thank you to uh, uh, groups that make this uh, show and all of our shows possible. I mentioned some of them on part one. And uh, now I'm going to mention, besides the ones that you just heard with these uh, radio spots. We're going to also mention Northwest Web Creation Company, Eastside Printing, Warner Pacific College, Multnomah University, KKPZ. This radio station is a partner of ours and also serving our neighbors. So uh, with the time left, Larry, uh, let's finish up this subject about um, how a local Y can be of service to us as boomers, to ourselves, our kids, our grandkids, our extended family. What's the connection there? How can how can the Y serve us? Well, I think I, the Y in general can serve uh, a family like ours, or you and me, mm-hmm. uh, in lots of different. Obviously, it provides opportunities for us to get involved with community, to exercise, to be around others our age. But as a Christian, particularly, uh, and as a Christian boomer, I think it gives us the opportunity to to provide some service to those who we often don't rub shoulders with. Most of us who are Christians who are listening to this 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 radio, we sometimes don't mingle with non-Christian people at all. Yeah. What a better place to be than a place where they're already mingling and they're coming and you have common interest, whether that's an exercise program or taking your kids to swim lessons or your grandkids to swim lessons or you're involved in some kind of service project that the Y is doing. It's a great place for Christians to be salt and light. And I think that's one of the things that the Y can can provide for folks like us, an mm-hmm. opportunity to get out of our shell and into the world where other people are living. I think it's a great thing. Um, I think it also gives us some meaningful alternatives and family-friendly opportunity for our kids, our grandkids, and even our great-grandkids. It's mm-hmm. a great place. If we get involved at the Y, it's natural for them to come and be a part of that too and to take advantage of the great programs the Y has. And so we're just trying to encourage people to, to use the Y as, a, as an opportunity to live out their faith in the real world. Um, and if the Y can answer some of those questions in the real world for people who are coming to the Y, whatever those issues may be, right. if we can partner with that larger faith community, if we can, if we can help people see that the Y is a tool that can be used mm-hmm. to help spread the ministry of who, what, who Jesus is, what he came to do in the community, he came to be around people. So let's make the Y a place that can do that. And it has that within its constitution. It still says we can do that at the Y. We don't have to be a church. In fact, we don't want to be a church because I think we have a better ministry by reaching people who don't go to church. I had a real mental image a little bit ago when you were talking about people with the bag of life. 
and uh, everybody's got a bag of life, and everybody that comes to a Y or to any place, I mean, they have that bag. Right. And uh, so I'm, I'm just thinking about the extension here. So, um, you know, I, I think at least in our area here, it may not be the same in other communities, but in, in our area here, I think the Y is one of the best-kept secrets. Not that anybody's trying to keep it a secret, but I hardly ever hear about it. I mean, it's recognizable. It's a brand. You know, I know about it. But um, uh, I would like to explore more about what a membership or what an involvement at my local Y could could mean for me, because um, there might be some things that I would like to participate in. So, and maybe some of our listeners would too. So, if the Y is uh, a, a well kept secret in your community, then uh, go online, uh, Google what YMCA. YMCA.org for just where Y yeah. Or if you want to find out more specifically about the Christian mission within the Y, right, right. go to usmissionnetwork.org. Yeah, good, good. Okay, well, I'm just really inspired and encouraged, and I'm glad to have you as a friend, Larry. And I, I, I know I, I hear an update every time we go to a uh, meeting together. We go around the table, and everybody uh, introduces themselves in a little brief update. And you're chasing all over the country, man, and you're <laughs> doing some good. Well, I tell you what, Dan, that, you know, it's, it's, it's such an incredible privilege. About 45% of the wives around the country are truly on board with what we're doing, mm. and they're trying to live out this Christian mission. Yeah. Another 20% would like to. They don't quite know how, so we're trying to help them figure that out. Yeah. Another 20% are somewhat apathetic. They're yeah. not it's a yes or no, but it's not a no. And yeah. if we can help them to see the opportunity to, to take their incredible mission and put faith into it, mm. uh, what a great challenge it is. And, yeah. and that leaves a 10% or so that are not interested at this point, and that's okay. No way, no how. Huh? No way, no how. <laughs> yeah, well, let me ask this. Uh, if people that are listening to us think, gosh, that's, that's an opportunity, you know, that I could uh, maybe do something either as an individual or a couple or a family or a church or a group from a church. I can imagine some boomer groups, you know, at, a, at the church down the road might want to approach the YMCA and maybe offer something or do something. What are some ways, uh, I know, uh, uh, for the U.S., I, I'm sorry, U.S. U.S. Mission Network. U.S. Mission Network. Um probably um, thrives on the financial support of people and volunteers at the local wise. So maybe give us some ideas about how our people, our listeners can can plug in and get involved, do something meaningful with the Y. Uh, you're right. The U.S. Mission Network is totally funded by uh, some Ys across the country. Uh, at this point, about 40 Ys across the country and some individual donors. We're always welcoming that kind of support. One of the things we're working on over these next five years is a sustainable funding base so that we can mm -hmm. continue to lift up the C and the Y across the country. I, I think, you know, like here in Portland, uh, we're a very big you know, Christian Y. We, we really do believe in this mission strongly. So we have a chaplain at all of our branches and even at our camp. And, and I would encourage people who are listening to this radio station here or in Indianapolis or in other cities around the country, uh, these Ys often have a strong Christian emphasis. So approach them and say, what can we do to be a part of what you're doing to make a difference in people's lives for the kingdom? I know you were involved early on with the uh, Luis Palau uh, City Serve, I think it was, and there was a thousand of people that showed up and uh, was they were uh, ready to go to work and help out at local schools. Right. And that same kind of spirit, I think, could be in a community where they say, well, let's go help out at the Y. I mean, you could help out at the school too, but now that we're talking to Larry Whittlesey, the national director of the U.S. 
Mission Network. Have I got it now? Yep. All right, good. Um, and maybe maybe there's a way that uh, Christians in a community can provide some of some help to local wise. And would, most of them would be receptive to that, right? In our community especially, that's true, yes. Yeah. They would welcome the opportunity. And, and the Y provides, our Ys provide lots of opportunities for volunteers to serve in the larger okay. community. And can you give me a brief idea of what a volunteer would do in in that kind of a uh, It might setting? be feeding kids. It might be going okay. and, and on a service project in the community. It might actually be uh, staying at the Y and, and, and helping out as they, as they kind of corral children through swim lessons. Um, there's all sorts of opportunities mm. where, the, where people can volunteer in yeah. the Y. Uh, a lot of times it might be sitting with a senior who just needs someone to talk to. Oh, wow. Great opportunity. Wow, well, I guess. A lot of community spaces in our Ys sure. where people can just sit and talk and volunteers are great for those kind yeah. of things. Man, I just love it. I love what you're doing. I love that the Y is uh, uh, fostering this and accommodating this. And in fact, it's birthing out of the Y, right? Right. Yeah. And so right. God bless you. Um, and uh, people that want to put you on their prayer list, uh, it's Larry Whittlesey with the U.S. National Mission. No. Yeah, the, the, the easy, yeah, probably the easiest way to get a hold of me is the Gmail address, for honestly. Yeah. It's just my name, Larry Whittlesey at gmail.com. Okay. My Y one's a little more complicated, so yeah. we'll just stick it at that. Right. And that Whittlesey is W H I T T L E S E Y. Very good. I know. Well, my name is kind of like that, so I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of tuned in to the spelling of names. So thank you again, Larry. God bless you. I'm glad you were here today. Thanks to see you, Dan. Man, lots of good stuff. Well, that wraps it up for this show. SecondHalfNow.com coming to you on the radio, but now this second, uh, this part two, is uh, on iTunes and coming through um, podcast. So you can go to our website, SecondHalfNow.com, and we uh, you can go to the radio archives and scroll up and down, and you can find uh, the most recent show will be on the top, and we're going to be reconfiguring our whole website. So you might have to poke around a little bit to find it, but it's there. Uh, feel free to contact us at any time. Again, secondhalfnow.com. That is it for us for today. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, saying goodbye for now, and I hope that you'll come back and uh, hear some of our other shows. And until that time, may God help you live a life that honors Him and blesses others. Let's meet again right here on the website, on the podcast, or live next Monday, 5.30 p.m. on the radio KKPZ 1330, The Truth. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett on KKPZ 1330, The Truth. Brought to you by Second Half Network. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com.